This is Radio 4, and now it's time for the last in our series, The Champions. This week, Hayden Price concludes his search for the ultimate campaigners by journeying to Warwickshire. Three years ago, the only primary school in the village of Napton was under threat. It had just two teachers, two classrooms and 44 pupils. To survive, the local council said it needed 48. That was until Helen Eden and the women of the 900-strong hamlet took action. We heard our village school was closing and we decided that we couldn't allow that to happen. I think it was a Wednesday evening, we called a meeting at the school and we expected a few people to turn up and it was stuffed. The hall was absolutely stuffed full. Everybody in the village was bothered about it, even people who didn't have children. And uh, they all came along and they all said, right, well, who's going to be in the group to fight it? The school of Napton on the Hill was under threat. The local education authority said it had four pupils too few in order that it would be viable. That was until the baby boom of Napton. Local people got together and decided to campaign, and they convinced the whole country that they deliberately got pregnant to save the school. Helen and John Eden were one of the leaders of the campaign. This is their story. The Warwickshire County Council were deciding to change the way schools were being run in the county and we also heard rumours that that meant that there were going to be an awful lot of schools to be closed down. We then were issued with exact details of the proposals in the autumn half-term holidays and I actually went round to the education office and picked up my own leaflet. It was frightening because it meant the closure of not only our school in our village but in the other three villages as well. They recommended that the school should be closed and the school in the next village should be closed and that the children should be put on a bus and taken to Felden, which is a school in a village about three miles away. It was really very, very severe. We'd had a, a school in our village for well over 100 years and this meant the end of um, civilization, as it were. Well, I've lived here all my life and my father before me his father before him, and I think we go back another generation as well. My auntie taught in the school at Napton. Um, most of our family have been taught there. It's, it's an ongoing family tradition in the village, going back for generations. So we had a meeting at school after the holidays. Everybody was very seriously upset and very determined to do something about it, and that's when our first thoughts were to form a group, a campaigning group, to seriously challenge these proposals. We had a, a guy who came up with the idea of making use of the pregnant women in the village. It just so happened that there were 10 pregnant women in the village at the time. And it was fantastic. We could use them and say, you know, these women have got pregnant to save the school. It was a wonderful story. And it was so obviously tongue-in-cheek. It was meant to be tongue-in-cheek. And all of us who were pregnant, including myself, we're more than happy to lend our bumps, as it were, to the campaign and say, yeah, we don't mind standing up here and being counted. And if we felt it was going to help, and it did, then we'd do it. And then following that, about another four or five people became pregnant. So it started off then that she got the press involved. Everybody was called to have photographs to say, 
this is what we were doing to save the school in Napton. Well, normal politics just don't seem to work anymore. You just don't seem to get anything done. And the only way to do it is to get people at grassroots activated and to go for it like that. Well, I mean, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, in this day and age, you shouldn't have to go through that just to get a school. It's just not right. We had to stand outside the village hall showing our big bumps. By this time, we were about seven months pregnant. And they were just asking questions about the village and why it was so important to have a school. It was around February time that the press came out and all the publicity, the magazines, the TV. Sky TV came out and Central and the BBC had our photos taken for the magazines. So what did all these magazines write? Well, a load of twaddle, actually. Join the club, you know, we'll all get pregnant. And yeah. which it wasn't like that. It just happened that we were pregnant. Uh, I think this is what they think their readers like to read. It was more to point out how ridiculous it was to, to say, you know, at this particular time, you have a few spare places in the school, therefore we should close it. And, I mean, they've been proved that that was wrong because the school is, is now oversubscribed anyway. The publicity that was generated from that was incredible. And it made people sit up and take notice of us, and that's really what we needed, so it was, it was a roaring success. Then Helen and a group of others went off to County Hall to lobby the councillors, and that was on the TV also, showing their banners, saying, save our school, Napton nippers. <laughs> and then Helen went off to London to see the Secretary of State to put our protest across, which has obviously all paid off. Well, I think, really, the way that the media went on was a bit over the top, really. But, to me, it opened my eyes to what actually goes on in the country and the way the media do twist things round. But, at the end of the day, I mean, it justified what, was, what we needed, so you can't complain. Right, are we all ready? Hands together and eyes closed, then. For what we are about to receive. We are a very successful school. The community are behind us. Uh, the parents have always worked very hard for this school to buy books and equipment. We feel that we play an important part in this village. The children get a very good education. As an educationalist, what effect would it have on the children if the school had have closed? It's very important for small children to come to a school where they feel at home and secure. So to bus them miles away would be dreadful. The children would not have such a good start. I can see trees, sheep, um, greenhouses. And, and down um, a bit further, things, um, you can see through class one, you, and there's little stepping stones where there's all wildlife flowers. What would happen if your school closed? I would be really sad. Uh, because, no, I wouldn't be. Because uh, I, I, th I like going to school because you learn and you, you know how to do writing and you learn how to um, read. And... As soon as you have children of school age, it immediately leads you in to the village and into the village community. And every newcomer to the village who has children, who send their children to the school, have a chance to get to meet other people. And there's an incredible network of help and support within the village. You know, the local characters and people who earn their living in the village, people who earn their living out of the village, they're all mixing together. There's no social stigma that we should get in a lot of villages. The school's very active um, in terms of inviting people from the village um, to concerts and May Day celebrations. All the parents make fools of themselves dancing around the Maypole. We have Sports Day. 
There's an awful lot which goes on thanks to the school. I want to save the school. I've got one son already at the school and he's received a marvellous start with the classes being smaller than he would find if he went into the town. My other son, Sam, I feel that I would like him to come to school here. I don't want to put him on a bus at the age four, which would mean I would be driving him to school, as would a lot of the other mothers from the village, which then again causes a traffic hazard, we realise as well. They already know a lot of the teachers. Um, the play school already does one morning a week, actually, within the school, so the playgroup children actually know the teachers, they know the environment, they get to play in the playground. A lot of the parents come in and help. They have a lot of parent helpers in during the day, so, you know, all the children are known. It is a very close community. A lot of the elderly people get involved with the school, as well as the young people. Obviously, money has to come into it, but it shouldn't come into it to such a large degree in a, in a community like this. It was such a short-sighted plan in any case because the need for new houses is growing all the time and Warwickshire had a structure plan a few years ago which was stating that the villages all had to grow by x amount. Napton was targeted to grow by a considerable amount and had that gone ahead and had the new families moved in and had we had an influx of children in the village there'd have been no school for them to go to. That would have meant even more children being bussed four or five miles up the road to the next school. It would have increased traffic on the roads and the roads around here aren't really designed for heavy traffic. And the whole situation just would have become ridiculous. I just feel, feel happy here and settled here. I intend to farm here for the rest of my days, I would have thought. We work and live locally. We don't travel elsewhere to go to work. We have a farm immediately outside the village. We shop and use local facilities. And we didn't want to have to travel long distances to take very small children to school. We wanted our children to grow up and learn from the area where they live and go to school with children who they live with. I think it helps to keep a sense of community if the children are brought up within that community and learn, learn together, and it cements a sort of relationship which mm. they, I think they keep all their lives. Well, definitely. I mean, nowadays, in a modern society, you don't just have the very old families, you have new families as well. And they learn a lot from the children and from us by coming into a village. They, they want to be a part of that. With the children going to school, that's their first step into an established community, if you like. And if we didn't have a school in the village, I think we'd get a very different type of person moving into the mm, village as definitely. well. It wouldn't have the same younger family-orientated people. It would be more retired people, commuters more wealthy types, perhaps, that send their children to private school, but certainly wouldn't have the, the mix that you have with the people that move in nowadays. I think we all suddenly felt that the rug was being pulled out from under our feet and something that we'd always assumed was going to be there and, and we, I suppose, in a way, took for granted, was just going to be taken away. You may argue that tradition isn't important, but in a community like this, it is. It's vital. What we would like to see is more and more young people encouraged to live in the village. We'd like to see more small industry in the village. We'd like to see the village carry on thriving and growing. Oh, that's 3.49. Well, it's gone superbly well. I mean, the village has been really got together behind it all. It's been really good. The village has really pulled together. Everybody's ecstatic that we've kept the school. You know, they all come in, you know, every day. Um, you know, we've even started to sell baby goods and everything with all the rash of the baby boom of Napton that we've now got, which is all going very well. Everybody's very, very pleased. 
And can you say hello? Hello. Jake's now two years old and he'll be starting the school in a couple of years' time. And I've also got another child, Fraser, who's four. He started this time and he'll be at the new school in September. So that's a great bonus to me. The local councillors were quite impressed with the number of people that we had supporting us. Not just numbers, but percentage of the population, if you like, who were supporting us. We had a village meeting with a lot of the councillors and the chief education officer came along and that was wonderful because we had a, a really impressive support there. That was a really good feeling. We felt therefore that that gave us the courage to pursue our points and make sure that the education officers understood that they had to come up with a reasoned argument. They couldn't just say that this is a good idea, statistics mean this. They had to stand up and be accounted for. They're not there to do what they want to do, they're there to do what you want them to do. Mm. That's what their job is. And uh, I also think if you make their job difficult to go one way and easier to go the other, they'll go the easy way, because it's human nature, isn't it? And that's what local councillors and local officers should understand. They're there to serve the people, if you like. And if the people don't like it, they have to be accountable. I just think it's absolutely amazing that anybody would think that Napton could survive without a school, especially politicians. I mean, a village like this deserves a school, it needs a school, it's got to have a school. Because it's a thriving community. 900 people live here with all their children. It's the centre of the village. It needs every village this size, and needs a school. The community's safe. We've got a school for children which will keep families in the village and, and keep the village as it has been or similar to the way it has been for years. Well, I think now that we've managed to keep a school here in our village, it means we've got a future. Whereas before, it was all of a sudden being snatched away. Now I know my kids can go to this school and their children will be able to go to it as well. And that's great. Hayden Price was talking to Helen and John Eden, William and Nell Morton, Kim and Bruce Snedden, Tracy Fell, head teacher Mrs Gilbert, pupils and parents of Napton First School and staff and customers of the village's post office.